Whatever your motivation is, it's a great time for you to join us for the Coaching Cafe this week as we take a fresh look at the value of the art in SMART and how this might benefit your own performance or the performance of your team or clients. big welcome to you all. Welcome back to the Coaching Cafe. My name is Natalie Ashdown from Open Door Coaching. I am joined by the amazing Open Door coaches Bridget Calvert and Paula Jones Hunt. Hi Bridget, hi Paula. Hi Nat, hi everybody. Hi everyone. Well welcome. We're really looking forward to this conversation. We had a similar conversation about this time last year and we're looking at the SMART um, goal setting and particularly focusing on the R in realistic today. So it's going to be an interesting conversation, I think, and I've got a couple of stories to share with you. But before we begin, I'd like to acknowledge the traditional owners on the lands on which we're all meeting today. We are meeting all around the world. We've just heard Ben telling us he's dialing in from Kyoto in Japan. Acknowledge the traditional owners, the custodians on the lands on which we're meeting, their continuing connection to the land and the waters and the communities of the Australia. We pay our respects to them and to elders, past, present and emerging. And of course, anyone who might be a traditional owner from the country that you're joining us today or that you might be listening to um, as well. Uh, the agenda uh, for today, pretty straightforward. We're going to be putting the R back into SMART, in SMART goal setting. And we're going to be uh, exploring the value of realistic, the realistic part of the, of the SMART model. What does that really look like and, and how can we bring more into our coaching around realistic? What does it mean to... Uh, how, how does being realistic actually aid high performance? And, of course, we are all about creating a community, sharing a learned experience and sharing our learning and having thought-provoking conversations. If you are new, as I say, at the beginning of each uh, Coaching Cafe, if you are new to the Coaching Cafe, welcome. We come together every Friday, uh, every week the podcast is available. So welcome again if you're listening to this on your favourite streaming service. Of course, if you are a regular on the Coaching Cafe, welcome back. We love Fridays. It's our highlight to bring these cafes to you and to share these ideas with you. Of course, if you are interested in your ICFCCEs and you are listening to this podcast, uh, this, this webinar live with us, uh, then we'll have that available for you at the end of the session. All right, enough of the intro. Let's get into SMART. And of course, everybody knows that SMART stands for Specific, Measurable, Achievable, Realistic and Timely. It's the old, old uh, way of setting goals. Do you know, it's actually been around for over 50 years, this, uh, this method of setting goals. And it originally wasn't a coaching method, actually. It came from engineering, a way of thinking about engineering projects and setting out engineering project plans. Bridget, Paula, did you know that history that <laughs> it wasn't actually a coaching model? It got yeah. turned into a coaching model as we went along. I didn't know that, but I'm not surprised actually that, uh, that it was used, uh, by engineers. Certainly that auditory digital, uh, type of thinking, I think would be really, and I often talk about it, certainly when we're running our coaching programs too, that, uh, those that are highly auditory digital tend to enjoy smart as a, as a coaching model. So not surprised. 
Yeah, and a way of a, a way of laying out their goals, and it's taught in schools nowadays. It's been taught in schools for years. Um, so some people go, "Oh, yes, yeah, smart goals. Who cares about those?" Well, actually, we do, and we still use it in our coaching practice every single day. So watch out for those people, those naysayers, Paula. You would have heard a bit of that. Oh, who cares about smart? You know. Um, well, we actually do care about SMART and trying to make our goals SMART. What do you think about those naysayers that you would have heard? Well, uh, the naysayers generally aren't in the high-performing um, team uh, because if you're not because if you're not looking at what you're doing and making it realistic and and achieving your goals, then you're probably not sitting. You're probably wondering why the world is moving around you and you're not moving with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You're going for the jugular already, uh, Paula, with the, the obviously not high performing. <laughs> absolutely. Well, yeah, and the origin, as I mentioned, comes from engineering. Um, and it got it then there was a, a paper published uh, about the, the application of, of the model, if you like. And then over the years, it's been turned into a more functional coaching model, which is what's interest to us. Now, I want to talk about the R in SMART. And uh, you both will laugh at me because I think it's actually very good timing for all of us that we are talking about the R in SMART. Many of us would have set our business plans, our strategies, had team planning days for the year. We might have set big goals for ourselves as well about what we want to achieve this year. And then come February, you know, mid-February, end of February, I sometimes wonder whether those goals that we laid out in the workplace and the goals that we set for ourselves, so we might have had those conversations I sometimes wonder whether they're, they're still live or we set those goals and then perhaps nothing's quite happening. So what do you both think about the, the timing of, uh, of talking about realistic? And we'll get into it more, but what do you think about that timing with goals at the moment? Yeah, look, I think so. I think at the start of the year, you know, we're all uh, very big picture and, you know, mm. looking at, you know, what we can achieve and really feeling inspired and wanting to achieve so much. And so, you know, we can tend to stay up there in that, in that big picture place. Uh, that's, that's, you know, it's fun and it's interesting and we're immersing ourselves in what it looks like and feels like. And that's all wonderful. And then it comes down to actually doing the thing, you know, that we're, that we're <laughs> achieve. Uh, so I think yeah, you're right. The timing is is good because we're now mid Feb and we're six weeks into the year. And uh, you know, and how is that working for you in terms of that big picture? Uh, you know that, that you had at the start of uh, January. Um, so yeah, I think that it's uh, very timely indeed at this time of year because uh, you know the weeks have gone on and you know how, how's that going? That's what I think. Yes, and I feel like you're coaching me already, Bridge. <laughs> like you always, I always say that whenever you're listening to these uh, coaching cafes, you could stop, listen, start writing down these questions that Paula and Bridget will be offering you because they're they're real questions that we can ask ourselves and and also ask our team members. And when you ask me that, how's it going for you? I'm like. Mm, good question. I'm starting to think about that for myself automatically. So uh, we're thinking about, well, how realistic, as you've mentioned, Bridge, we, we can sit in that bigger picture. How realistic, uh, um, how realistic are these things in terms of what you have on your plate? So this is a question that you've both asked me, and I've been asked this a number of times when I set really big goals. People will ask me, how realistic is that in terms of what you have on your plate? 
And I don't know about you both, but I feel a bit um, resistant when I hear that. I'm like, well, you know, I don't want realistic to get in the way of what I, I want to achieve. I want to achieve these big things. But what do, you, what do you think? I'm thinking, you know, I say I've never really been fussed with the R in smart and realistic gets in the way of big vision. I know it's not the way to think, but it's sometimes my initial reaction. Yeah. <laughs> don't uh, worry about realistic. <laughs> I think it's, uh, it is an important question because I think, you know, when we start to come down from the clouds of that, that big picture vision of what we're wanting to achieve and we're, you know, immersing ourselves, you know, on the pavement, we start walking toward those, those goals that we want. We may find that there are obstacles in the way and, you know, other things that are happening around us in our environment or perhaps internally, uh, that may prevent us or potentially you know, cause us to question how realistic is it based on the stuff that's going on, you know, around us. So I think it's a really important question to ask because it puts our radar out for those for those things. What do you think, Paula? Yeah, I actually think it's really uh, closely linked to motivation. Mm. So if you've got a really big goal and you're not and it's not realistic and you're not and you're not making the little bits, it really diminishes the motivation that you have to to move on. Oh, well, I missed that. Oh, it was so many other things happened. Whereas if you put that really realistic piece in there, it means that you're each time you're meeting that goal, your motivation is rising. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, for sure. I, I 100% agree with you. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm so glad that people are jumping in on the chat box here too as well. Cause Victoria, um, has said me too, Natalie. So thank you, Victoria. I'm glad I'm not the only one that feels like this, but I, I also do think about our discussions we've had and the trends we talked about last week with, uh, people putting a lot of things on their plate, loading them up themselves up. They're high performers. They've got high capacity. Uh, so it, it is a good idea. We're not trying to stomp on people's dreams or goals, but it is a good idea to think about how are we going to fit those extra things in. Um, and that's where we start to look at the definitions of, you know, what does it mean to be realistic? Look, I pulled a couple of definitions off Google. Why not? And but I like these definitions, actually. Realistic meaning having or showing a sensible and practical idea of what can be achieved or expected, i.e. I thought we had a realistic chance of winning. So, see, I, I can relate to this now. Realistic meaning not stomp on my dreams um, and tell me I can't do it, but having a sensible and practical idea about what can be achieved or expected, sensible and practical. And the other definition I like <laughs> is um, representing things in a way that's accurate and true to life, so a realistic human drama. And if we explore both of those um, ideas together, now we're starting to really see um the, the the definitions and how important they are to our coaching and yeah thank you Michelle we were warming up a little bit but um please feel free Michelle says she was just thinking about the definition so I'm so glad we've we've gotten onto it now um and Michelle please feel free to tell us how you resonate with this as well so let's go with the first part of it having or showing a sensible and a practical idea of what can be achieved and expected uh, like I thought I had a realistic chance of winning. Now we're turning those big visions that you talked about, uh, Bridget, into sensible, 
and practical ways of moving forward. So it's the the options and the way forward. Uh, we're turning things into a plan, breaking things down into achievable pieces. Again, Paula, now it relates to what you're talking about around motivation. We we can start breaking things down and, and moving forward. Of course, it sounds obvious, doesn't it, when we talk about that? <laughs> talk about it that way. Yeah, I um I often uh you know hear uh with some of the coaching demonstrations that that I listen to around how realistic is it or is it realistic, you know? And the coach he might say yes it is. And my first question and I always say this often, how do you know? How do you know that that's realistic? What evidence do you have that demonstrates that that is realistic? What do you need to think about? that's going to support the fact that you're saying that it's realistic. So all of these things support that turning it into the practical and the sensible, you know, turning things into a plan and breaking things down so that we're just not saying, yeah, yeah, it's realistic, I can do that, you know, and you're having that sort of overarching view of it, but we're actually chunking it down to finding out, you know, what makes it so. Yeah, and I love these conversations and people can, um, you know, can jump in as well because as you were saying that, Bridge, I was thinking around how do I know that this is realistic? I'm answering that question in my head. Well, I'm going to call on my strengths. I'm going to call on my team. I'm going to call on resources or I'm going to break it down so I can achieve it. So sometimes I might not have had that plan, but it's those things I can call upon that makes me start to think that I can pull this off or this, this idea or vision is realistic. So yeah, yeah thank you for jumping in there. Yeah. And I think also it's, um, for someone like myself who tr- generally takes more on than they really should. Those questions really make you go back and go, okay, so is the time, is it realistic or do you need some extra time? What else is going on in your life right now? That means that you have to think about given everything else, is it realistic? And what would mm-hmm. be, a, what would be a more realistic time frame or goal in order for you to actually achieve it? And then it, and then it links back into the, well, if I know it's achievable and if I know it's more realistic and if I've really thought about this, I'm more likely to do it. 100%. And you make me think there, Paula, around, you know, the S-M-A-R-T. It's not a linear and rigid uh, way of thinking about our goals. You might have to go back and think about the T, the timing of things, and then think about, well, yes, in order to make this more realistic, I need to stretch out that time frame. So we're still achieving things, but we're stretching the time frame. Now, I know there's a lot of great coaches on the line. So this might sound obvious to you, but, but you know, as I listen to Paula and Bridget, I'm literally answering these questions and writing down these questions. And we can, we can use this, uh, obviously and easily in our coaching um, have uh, people on the in the workplace listen to the podcast and think more about it as well um, and here that I think I really love your comment here you mentioned um, does the realistic meaning change something that is intangible into tangible definitely I agree with you there or in, immeasurable into measurable so it might have previously been immeasurable and now it's measurable. So another excellent way of thinking about things as well. Thank you. Let's have a look at that second part. Now, it's it's actually the second part uh, of the definition that is interesting to me. This is where I started to spend a bit more time reflecting. And the second part of the definition says representing things in a way 
that is accurate and true to life, a realistic human drama. So I'm, I'm breaking that down into accurate doesn't mean limiting. It, it's, the definition for me is around stating the facts and thinking things through. Uh, because, because my reaction to being realistic is, oh, you're limiting me, you know, but I don't, I reframe that. It's not about being limiting. It means about stating the facts. These are the resources we have. This is the team around me. This is the time frames and, and thinking those things through. Mm-hmm. And just, I'll go on, um, Bridget, do you want to comment on that one? I was just going to add too that, you know, you, you write about accurate does not mean limiting. And I think accurate can mm. also mean clarity. So it's getting yes. clear around mm. see of what it is. So it's, it's broadening your, your, your clarity around that vision as well. So you can see more clearly what's around it and what needs to be focused on. Yeah, great comment. And that is the purpose of our coaching, isn't it? To bring clarity. As soon as you said that, I went, yes, of course, bring mm. the clarity. Yeah, yeah. And then the second part of this uh, definition is true to life. Now, I've interpreted this to meaning true to yourself. Mm. Um, how is how is this part of the goal? How is this goal what you're trying to achieve? How is it being your best self? Uh, how is it being true to yourself? Or also the other, you know, tough question, but a wonderful question is what's the truth here? So it might be that we are pursuing a goal, but the reality is it's not, that's not actually about being our best self. It might be perhaps satisfying some other external expectation that's on us. And so the the truth here is that we don't need to do that or go for that or whatever it might be. Uh, We can come back to, and these are more inner type questions, aren't they? And it comes back to actually exploring what's what's right for ourselves, uh, the team and others, not just meeting some um, uh, perhaps standard or expectation we've set on ourselves that might be unrealistic. And if you think about the, the trends we were talking about last week about well-being being yes, really yes. important, the true to true to life or true to yourself really links in with that that not putting yourself in burnout mode and yeah, making sure yeah. that you are considering your realistic based on the wellness of yourself. Mm. Yes, I was hoping you'd mention that, Paula. I didn't. Uh, by the way, everyone, we don't script this. This this really is conversations, which is which is wonderful, and that's why I love everyone that's jumping in um, as well, because uh, it is a it is a live uh, conversation we're having. And I was hoping you'd jump in on that because because yes, we did talk about last week about burnout and how Australians in particular are higher than the global average for burnout. So I think it's it's a great opportunity not to be limiting, but to to watch those things as well. And a couple more comments coming in here. Rebecca says, um, thank you. That's a wonderful comment too. We reframe realistic with relevant. So that's another way of thinking. Sometimes we have to, obviously we're going to meet external expectations and the goals that have been handed down or set for us. Uh, how is it relevant to me and how can I make that more realistic is a couple of really great questions. Thank you. Um, uh, thank you, Michelle. You've jumped in um, again. Thank you. Accurate can be a great vehicle for challenging assumptions which are hindering realism. Yeah, I read that one too. So, yeah, a great vehicle for challenging assumptions. 
what a, what a great way of thinking about things. So there's many coaching questions we can build around that as well, which might be hindering the realistic or realism. So maybe there's assumptions that are getting in the way of making this realistic. So that's another way of thinking about it. Thank you. Mm. So with that in mind, now we're linking being realistic to high performance. And let's have a think about some of those links there. Uh, the first link is that I was thinking about is that if we set unrealistic goals to push ourselves out of our comfort zone um, to achieve what you've never achieved before, well, that's called a vision. So we might we met, might set unrealistic goals because we want to push ourselves out of our comfort zones. Uh, we want to achieve something that we've never achieved before. We call that a vision. <laughs> and then from there, obviously, we need to break it down. Realistic means being flexible, modifying, adapting so that we can achieve that vision. So now we're linking to high performance. If we're thinking about high performance, we do need to be flexible, modifying, adapting ourselves to enable high performance. Um, it's about high performance. It's about breaking things down if the two, if the goal is too big. And of course, then we can avoid failure or we can give ourselves a better chance for success as well. Any thoughts about those um, ideas there? Oh, I've got one more for you. Um, measurable chunks we've already talked about. Uh, and going back to what you said, uh, Paula, around motivation. So high performance comes from sustaining the motivation and and we sustain the motivation from all those small wins. So those, those chunks that we're breaking down, breaking the goal down into <clears throat> different chunks, that's creating small wins. So. Yeah. Being realistic allows the creation of, of the small wins to keep the motivation going. 100%. I think all of those uh, dot points there that you've highlighted there, Nat, uh, really contribute to uh, that vision becoming realistic and becoming something that, that turns out to be real for that person. And just tying into what Paula said before about, you know, potentially um, overdoing things or doing too much and pulling yourself back and, and and being able to question that so being able to balance what we're doing and and not you know is the goal too big am I doing overwhelm have I got too much on my plate um what's actually really going on uh for me to, so that you're making sure that you really are accurate in the way you approach being realistic about that particular vision yeah mm. As I was reading through it, the word that came to me was focus. So the realistic allows you to really narrow in on that focus and go and, and look at it like the what's the real, what really needs to happen? What's the re realistically what, how do I really focus on the things that are important that will connect to my vision, but are important today? Yeah. Yeah. I like that too. That's yeah. Right. Yeah, so it's so uh, that's um, really great what you're saying there because we're not suggesting for a start that you don't achieve that you don't set huge goals, um, goals that might seem unrealistic. Uh, but if we actually, that's what we're saying. That's called a vision. If we actually want to achieve those goals, push ourselves outside our comfort zone, achieve what's never been achieved before, then that does mean being flexible, modifying, adapting, breaking things down, creating that motivation. Uh, that does mean being realistic uh, in my mind. So, yeah. 
Thank you. Um, the other uh, thought that um, occurred to me as well is what you were saying there, Bridge, around the performance zone. So staying in our performance zones, in our high performance zones, because if we're too unrealistic, that actually detracts from high performance because that's what we've been talking about, leading to burnout, uh, working many, many, many longer hours when realistically we need to dial it back a fraction to stay in that performance zone. And and many people on the line, you would have seen us talk about the performance zone, uh, underplaying our strengths and underplaying performance and overplaying our strengths and overplaying performance. Um, so how do we keep in that nice green spot? And, of course, throughout the course of our webinars over the year, uh, this year we'll be talking about that more and more. Wonderful. Thank you. So I'll just pause for a moment, see if there's any other questions coming from the from the chat box here as well as we uh, as we're thinking about it. I'm, I'm quite motivated myself. <laughs> I'm feeling quite motivated to break a few more things down and be coached by the team on how to make these things realistic. <laughs> like I said, good timing for 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 me and for open door coaches and and obviously for everyone on the line as well. So we can easily use these questions in the workplace with managers that we're coaching. Yeah, and I really like the measurable chunks, chunking it down, keeping it simple. You know, breaking it down, mm. something every day. Keep it simple, small, measurable steps. Uh, acknowledging yourself or others for those small wins, as you say, and you, you get there. And that—that's the essence of of being realistic about you know what you're trying to achieve. Taking all of yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, so the R in the SMART is not a dirty, dirty letter. <laughs> it's actually, they're all very important parts of the model and way of thinking about our goals uh, and we shouldn't be resistant to, is the message as well. Uh, watering the plants, I said exactly what you're saying, Bridget. Um, the, the, those small chunks and the, the continued motivation that gets us there, yeah. Fantastic. So, um, well, it's been great to have everyone uh, join us on the line again and and hear your thoughts and comments and the reframes that we got were terrific. Thank you. We have a Leader as Coach program coming up. We talk about SMART goals in our Leader as Coach program. We have our Certificate 4 in Workplace and Business Coaching coming up. We're live in the classroom physically. We can poke each other <laughs> coming up. Uh, and we hope, as always, uh, these ideas have spurred on some some coaching for you, spurred on some ideas and that you enjoy your coaching. So thanks once again for joining us on the line. We look forward to catching up with you at our next coaching cafe. Bridget and Paula, thank you so much for joining me and uh, and sharing the ideas that you have. Thank you. Good to be here. <laughs> thanks. Lovely to be here. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Coaching Cafe podcast. You can watch the full video of this podcast on our website. I'll put a link in the show notes. We'll see you at the next Coaching Cafe.